Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. It is Wednesday, August 26th. And we are going to get right to it. I know it's hump day for many of you, although pretty much everyone's working seven days a week, no matter what. I don't care whether whether you have a job or not. I know this is all work to many. So here is what you need to do. If you've got a financial question, send us an email. It's askjill at jillonmoney.com. Okay. Stephanie writes the subject, 15-year-old savings account. Hi, Jill. I'm a new listener. I love your show. I have a short attention span, so the podcast is perfect for me. Your voice is soothing and keeps me engaged. Here's the question from Stephanie. I have a 15-year-old son. He's got $2,600 sitting in his extra student savings account, earning 0.6% interest. There's also $1,600 in regular savings at 0.05% interest. Ay-yay-yay where his $100 to $150 a month child support gets direct deposited. Okay. He plans to join the military, where he may possibly get tuition funded with a GI bill, but we don't want to depend on that in case benefits change by the time he joins. He plans not to touch this money, and I would like to watch it grow. What are some compound interest options for him? Would you recommend a CD or a Roth IRA? Thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing your knowledge. Stephanie, there's a couple of things to consider. Yes, yeah, sure. A CD is fine. You can go to depositaccounts.com. Very easy. You can search for good CD rates and high yield money market accounts. A Roth IRA would be okay as long as he had earned income. But remember, you know, that's really long-term money. So I think if you want to at least have the idea, uh, the possibility of needing that money, spending that money, just search for better online interest rates and uh, or maybe a shorter-term CD, okay? I think that'll keep it simple for you. Okay, Lori writes, thanks for the show. I listen every morning when I walk the dog. My husband is about to retire. We're selling our house and moving to a condo that we bought about a year ago. We're going to walk away from the house sale with a nice chunk of money because we put a lot down on the house when we bought it and we're making a nice profit. We are going to live off the proceeds from the house sale and my part-time job for four years until my husband turns 70. That's awesome. He's going to hold off on taking social security till then. Then they'll let their retirement assets grow. Because I'm four years younger than my husband, I'm going to have to buy medical insurance out of pocket until I'm eligible for Medicare. Mm. I'm planning to keep my part-time job until that time so I can pay for my insurance premiums. While researching options, I learned that if my income is low enough, I could qualify for premium tax credits through the Obamacare marketplace, which would effectively lower my monthly premium substantially. I don't think that the house proceeds would be considered income from this purpose. So I believe that I would qualify for these credits. Our only income during this time will be proceeds from my part-time job and interest earned on the nest egg from the house, which we will keep outside of retirement accounts and draw down as needed. My question is, is my understanding of the market premiums accurate, i.e. the house proceeds are not income for that purpose? 
and whether you think this is a good way to structure our finances for the first few years. I do think it's a good way to structure your finances. Oh, Mark just looked it up. And here is the bad news. The capital gains from your house is included, at least for this first year. But so next year, it won't be included. So one year, it'll cost a little bit more. Next year, it should be okay. Why don't you do this? Let's figure out what the actual capital gains are going to be. Because if you remember, you are able as a married couple to exclude $500,000 of capital gains on your home from taxes. So if you've made a lot more than that, well, I don't feel that bad. So you have one bad year. But if you've made less than $500,000 on the house, you won't have a tax liability. Okay? So keep that in mind. Question. This is from Stuart. Is the federal $600 unemployment supplement taxable income? Yes, it is. It is taxable to you. And in fact, um, Stewart says he asked his local congressperson's office if they looked into it, but he got a generic reply. It is absolutely, it is absolutely taxable. And you can actually ask the IRS to withhold 10% on these checks, these unemployment checks, if you're worried about it. But yes. So the thing is, he says that, the friend is deducting less than $5 in federal tax from a $1,200 benefit. It's below what the publication says. But anyway, just so you know, $600 a week extra benefit is taxable income, as is your regular state unemployment check. Okay. Let's see who this is. Natasha. Subject, contributions to Roth and traditional 401k. Okay, Natasha says, my employer offers both a Roth and a traditional 401k. If I plan to max out my contributions, how should I divide the 19,500 between the two? Background, 32 years old, not married, no kids, I will be trying shortly, and rent a house. No credit card or student loan debt. Income, 150 grand. Fully funded emergency fund. I've got 145,000 in pre-tax 401k. 40 grand in brokerage accounts, 1600 in an HSA, $800 in a 529. How do you have 529 plan for an unborn child? Mark says you can do that. That's so good. My God. You can do that. You can um, make yourself the beneficiary and then you have to switch it over. Okay. Love your show. I listen to it in the morning while drinking my coffee. Thank you for your work. Well, I think that, you know, you're young. So that argues for the Roth. On the other hand, you got no deductions. You got, you know, you're going to get porked in the tax situation, right? You're young, you're single. Why don't we go halvesies? How do you feel about that, Mark? You want to go halvesies on the Roth to the traditional? Yeah, I think halvesies is good. All right, that's it. That's the show for today. If you have a financial question, don't forget, you can reach us anytime. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. And you can always subscribe to our weekly newsletter. Just go to jillonmoney.com. That's our website. As we come towards the end of the week, I want you to remember to wash your hands and wear your masks and maintain your physical distancing and try to do something nice for somebody else. Put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.